Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast. Wow, is that our new intro? <laughs> it's our new intro. We're going to scrap everything else and just go with that. I'll put a little little beat like behind it. it. Uh, oh. You want to give us a beat right now? We'll do it again. You boots give us a beat. And cats and boots and cats Welcome and back cats to the Creative Rise podcast. <laughs> Why we're like this is because this is week two of quarantine up here in this Canada. Week two of quarantine. We are we're socially unaware currently. We are at my place. Christy's never been to Canada until now, which is cool because she has not been allowed in the country due to COVID, but we're here. She got approved. It's happening. Um, but welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to continue this as a weekly podcast. This week is going to be fun. We're talking all about when you should raise your prices. That's a big question. Big question. A lot of people don't understand when they should raise their prices. But just like we do at the beginning of every podcast, guys, we're going to read another review. So thank you for reviewing. If you've been reviewing this podcast, giving us a five-star rating, we want to say a big thank you. And we want to say a big shout out to Josh Priest. Our man, Josh Priest, he won the iPad. We had a lot of people going, when is the iPad giveaway coming up? And then we announced it and it's Josh Priest. So just so happens we have to ship that iPad all the way to Northern Ireland, uh, which has not been been done yet because the iPad's actually getting shipped here first, um, which has already been shipped, which is exciting. I also bought myself an iPad. (laughs) So I'm really excited for that iPad order to come in. Him and Josh are going to be iPad twins. Yeah, Josh, if you're listening to this, dude, we'll set up a little like Zoom date and we'll just chat about our new iPads. We'll get stoked together. But anyways, Josh, congratulations on leaving a review. We want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone one who jumped in on that. Yes. And, and here's another review. And here's a review that we're going to pick out and read for you. So Jesse Christine, if you are listening right now, hello, hello. It says the the one is, this podcast is amazing. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Man, as a wedding photographer, it feels like the industry is pretty saturated with different education. And sometimes Preach. I don't know whose advice to take. These two are amazing. I feel like I'm actually learning about my business and how to help it grow simply from listening to these podcasts. Joey and Christy, you guys rock. Jesse, thank you so much. Jesse, you're so kind. Appreciate you. I love how you said it's so saturated because you're so right. It's so saturated. Everyone and their mom seems to have opinions on what to do. Exactly. Um, But we will never be educators. Christy and I have always said we're never going to be like just educators that's really not who we are. Yeah. We always want to be just talking about things that we're taking action on ourselves. And we're not mm-hmm. someone who just sits around and dreams up things to say. Everything we're going to talk about is going to be something that we've done ourselves or we've learned through failing because um, we failed a ton. Yes. But we always want to promise to you guys that what you're going to be hearing from us is stuff that we have actually had in practice and it's either worked really well or it's not worked really well. It's not just something that we found online that we want to talk about. So anyways, Jesse, thank you for your review. So kind. Appreciate so, so kind. you. Um, if you want to talk to us, if you want to leave a review, if you want to stay current on what's happening, follow us on Instagram at Creative Rise. Creative has no E on the end. And yeah, we just want to encourage you to get in touch. We love friends. We especially love friends when we're in quarantine by ourselves. So if you want to just have a little chit chat, DM us on Instagram at Creative Rise and we'd love to chat with you. But yeah, our promise on this podcast is to always encourage you, educate you, and challenge you. We want you to feel convicted and encouraged at the same time throughout these podcasts. So we hope that this happens. Think of us as two friends who are just here to chat with you on your business to figure out how to make it grow. Just like Jesse said, we're 
all about results in your business and just encouraging you as a business owner. So, totally. so anyways, the way we're going to do that today, uh, again, because this podcast is all about helping you break the creative struggle. One of the biggest struggles we see uh, that holds creatives to the creative struggle is not understanding when to raise their prices yep. or like if they can raise their prices, should you raise your prices? There's so many questions about that. And we want to talk about that today. So that's the topic for today. Yeah, absolutely. So here's the problem that most creatives face. They ask themselves one of these questions. So either you are wondering if you're underpricing yourself, or mm -hmm. we know that so many people are underpricing yourselves, or you're just not sure how, you're not sure if you can raise your prices. If you're like, mm -hmm. oh, should I even raise my prices? Am I going to make my, my business go completely dry if I start to raise my prices? Mm -hmm. um, knowing when to raise your prices is such a struggle for so, so many people. And yeah. Yeah, totally. Just, or you, you don't even know the signs of yeah. like, okay, I'm looking for signs. Give me a sign. Somebody give me a sign if I should raise these prices. I want to see it on the side of a highway that says, Joey, raise your prices as I'm driving. Or you don't even know if you need, or sorry, you know you need to raise your prices. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I know I need to raise them, but I'm so afraid. Yeah. That's probably most people. Most people probably know they're undercharging themselves and they're not really getting what not what their worth is, but what, what they're doing is worth out of what they're doing. And they know they need to raise them, but they're like, ah, oh, I'm just so afraid. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. I'm so yeah. afraid. Yeah. And a lot of people really, we like to make this super logical because a lot of people will say, oh, well, it's around an emotion base. It's what you feel like you're worth or, oh, it's what everyone yeah. else is around you is doing. It's how much Feeling. education you have. It's how long you've been doing something. We're feeling just here based, to say- Feeling-based stuff is just tough because it's so hard to quantify. So and we, we want to give work. you something that's quantifiable today. So Exactly. We um, want to make it logical. The solution that we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about two different solutions. One for package-based. So if you're a wedding photographer or if you're some kind of, you know, elopement photographer, couple photographer, whatever that's going to be where you shoot and you have packages, that's your flat fees and that's what you have. And you generally raise them a couple times a year, depending on what you've done. Or if you're a proposal-based pricing, you know, so you don't have packages. Every time a client inquires with you or you pitch a client, you're sending them a new proposal that's catered individually to their needs, individually to their business, individually to what you are doing for them. Those are the two different really types of, of ways you can go when you're handing someone pricing. And so we want to talk about that. But Christy's going to, you can jam on the first one. Yeah, I'm going to jam on the package-based pricing. So again, this is the wedding photographers, the portrait photographers, filmmakers that have structured pricing guides that do not change that they hand to clients with just, yeah, no discretion, just handing out as an objective pricing. Can, can we pause actually for a second? Yeah. We should talk about what should you be? Should you be Ooh. structured package-based or should you be structured proposal-based? Mm. Here's what I would say, because people might be asking that right now. You might be wondering, okay, which one do I fit into? I know which one I fit into right now, but which one should I fit into? Here's my answer. And you're going to let me know if you agree with this, but I think this is the answer we'd both probably give. If you are a cost, you should probably, it's easier and it's probably simpler to package based off packages. Mm. If you're an investment, it should always be proposal-based. Yeah. Meaning the difference between those is if you're a cost, aka you shoot weddings, you're a cost. I don't care how much you want to call yourself an investment. You're not an investment. The bride yeah. makes no money off you. Mm -hmm. You're a cost. If you're a cost, flat fee stuff's fine. If you're an investment, the reason why we say do proposal-based pricing is because every company you work with is going to have a different impact created out of what you do for them. Therefore, you should not be charging based on what you do, but for what 
the impact of what you do creates. Therefore, every time you do something for a company that impacts companies in different ways, you should be giving them different pricing based on the value you're creating in the world. So that that's the difference. If you're a cost, go with package-based. If you're not a cost, you're an investment, go with a proposal-based system. Sound good? That's so smart, Joey. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> Keep going. Really... Keep going. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> no, that's super smart. So if you are a cost, which again, don't be offended. It's just the nature of the game. Just the reality. If you are a cost and you go with the package-based pricing, so you've got a beautiful pricing guide they're sending off to people, you're wondering, oh, okay, like when do I raise my prices? Like, yeah, do I just raise my prices on January of every single year and I raise it by a hundred bucks? Like, or do I, oh, look around and see what everyone else is pricing? I actually say it has nothing to do with anybody else and it has everything to do with your clients. So you might even be wondering, like, why should I raise my pricing? Like, okay, my pricing seems pretty industry standard. Like, why do I, why should I even think of raising my pricing as an option? Well, let me just break it down with some numbers really fast. So let's say you are a wedding photographer or filmmaker and you want to shoot, let's say you cap it at 26 weddings. And you're like, okay, I charge about $2,800 per wedding. That's what I'm doing currently. You're going to end up around the ballpark of around seventy-two grand at the end of the year. So you're going to make $72,000 off of 26 weddings, charging $2,800. Did you pick those numbers because those were just like pretty average? I, I just picked them because I was just throwing them out there. I feel like that's pretty average. I feel yeah. like that's average for people who are... Most people be- want to shoot like 25 beginning, to beginning 30 weddings. To equal. Yeah, 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 exactly. At like around the 2 to 3K range, okay? Yeah, so cool. I would say that's where a lot of people fall. So you're probably ranking around, yeah, 72K a year. If you decide, I'm just going to raise my prices by $1,000, okay? So you move from 2800 to 3800 You raise it by $1,000, which might feel like a big jump to you. But in, in the average scheme, scheme of wedding industry, it's actually not that big of a jump. But if you raise it by $1,000 and you still want to make the exact same amount of money, $72,000, you only have to shoot 19 weddings, Mm. that's under 20 weddings which maybe for some people is like oh my gosh i cannot even imagine shooting under 25 weddings i can't even imagine shooting under 20 weddings you I, could shoot i can't imagine shooting 20 weddings <laughs> i could never poor imagine joe doesn't doing understand <laughs> but if you were to shoot 19 weddings at 3800 you would still be making seventy two thousand eight hundred dollars a year that's seven whole weekends that you just got back making the exact same income. So if you are thinking, oh, I don't really need, I don't, raising my prices feels awkward. I don't know if I want to really look into it. I don't know if I want to deal with that. But you're listening to this podcast, I would say, hey, you need to think about raising your prices because it can change your life. Or even if you're like, hey, actually, I'm good with shooting 26 weddings a year. That sounds bomb to me. But I still want to raise my prices. But I still want to raise my prices and I raise them to $3,800. You're now hitting over six figures. You're over $100,000 if you shoot 26 weddings at $3,800. You guys, this builds quickly when you decide to raise your prices mm-hmm. to Compound. work less for the exact same amount of money or work less for more money. It's crazy. It's crazy how much it compounds. So the question is, when do I know if it's time to raise my price? Because pricing, because it's not always time to raise your pricing. It's not always just like, ooh, just do it and we'll just see what happens. It's it should be strategic. So we talk to creatives all the time in our masterminds, mm-hmm. inner circle, on DMs, talking about yeah, on through, DMs. Through Instagram, yeah. People asking, oh, I don't know. I kind of want to raise my pricing, but I just have no idea whether or not I should right now. And I always ask this question. I say, out of 10 inquiries, how many are you booking? And they kind of give me like a sheepish look, like, ooh, I don't know. Like, This is always funny, by the way, watching people go, ooh, and they're like embarrassed to say how many they're booking. Exactly. And then they say like, and they say like, yeah, I'm, I'm booking around seven out of 10. And they're like kind of discouraged by like the three or like two that they're not getting. Booking rate, yeah. they're like, oh, 70%. It's like a C, like, dang, that sucks. 
And I say, oh my gosh, you need to raise your pricing today. Mm -hmm. Because here's my opinion. My opinion is that you should not be booking more than three out of 10 inquiries. Because if you're booking more than three out of 10 inquiries, most likely a good percentage of those people would still be booking the higher price. If you're booking out, especially if you're booking out nine out of 10, 10 out of 10, oh my oh. gosh, you are kicking yourself. Pray, you're for, those hurting. Ten, pray for those 10 out of 10 yeah. <laughs> You are working well below the time and the money that you should be working. Yeah. And there's a million different reasons, which we'll talk a little bit later on, more reasons why you should be raising your pricing. But three out of 10 inquiries, that's a great feel for your pricing in that industry. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you'll you'll raise your prices. You'll be like, okay, now I'm booking three out of 10. And then that number will continue to grow. It'll continue to keep going up five out of 10, six out of 10, seven out of 10. And then that just means, hey, alert, I need to raise my pricing again mm -hmm. because I am too available to too many clients and I need to sort through those clients to get the three out of 10 that are going to be hiring me for what I am worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you might be sitting on here going, well, that's great. Christy, you're genius, but I, I shoot like brands. Thank you. I shoot brands. I don't shoot weddings or I just, maybe it's not brands, but it's something else that, that qualifies you as an investment rather than a cost. So how do I know when to raise my prices when every client I'm pitching kind of has a different price, if you know what I mean. Well, I think proposal-based pricing is actually super simple. I think it's really, really simple. You raise your prices. Hear me loud and clear. You raise your prices when you solve bigger problems. Yeah. I meet so many people who are filmmakers and they create videos for businesses and they're like, man, I don't know how to get past the like $1,000, $2,000 range. And here's the answer. You raise your prices when you start solving bigger problems because... You get paid for the quantity and quality of problems you solve in life. Okay? So my paycheck that comes, I don't get a paycheck actually, um, <laughs> the different invoices that get fulfilled, they come to me and that number is going to fluctuate based on the quantity and quality of problems I've been solving in my life that yeah. month or in those couple of months, that quarter. Okay? So here's an example of this. So many people, like I said, we'll go off the example I said earlier, are like, oh, I'm, I'm charging like a thousand to two thousand. Actually, we were talking to someone the other day who's so talented. Oh my gosh. So talented working with brands. And he was charging oh, like so charging like a thousand dollars, eleven hundred dollars for uh, these videos, these like social ads. And I'm like, oh, like they're so, so good. And he's way better than me. Like a hundred times, hundred times, thousand, hundred thousand times better than me. But I would charge way more than that. And one of the things we said to him was, you need to start focusing on high ticket, high volume businesses. One of the ways you can get paid more and you can scale your pricing up is when you focus on high ticket, high volume businesses. So if you're a brand photographer, filmmaker, designer, whatever you are, hear me loud and clear. If you are working with like small boutique clothing company that sells like maybe, let's say they sell a hundred shirts a month and, they, and their shirts are like $25, $30. You cannot walk in there and charge ten grand for a video. That's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. Or like a coffee shop. Yeah, who because sells a latte yeah, for three bucks. Even if a coffee shop sells quite a bit of lattes, they're only charging three dollars for them. Okay, so what that is is that is a low ticket, lower volume business. So you'll never be able to charge that much. And so one of the things I want to encourage you to do, if you are looking to scale your pricing. You want to look for higher ticket, high volume business. Here's an example of this. I haven't been in, we're sitting in my office right now. I have not been in this room for months because I've been in California. 
We got home and I found a check on my desk that actually I've already deposited. It's already signed. I always sign them on the back to know that I've deposited them so I don't miss miss out on not depositing a check. But I found this check and it reminded me of something. I was like, oh, okay, it's check from, I'm not going to say who it's from or anything. I'm not going to talk about the project. All I'm going to say is it's 50% of what the project was. It says right here, invoice number. It says the invoice number for 50%. Now the check reads for $9,603.30. Okay. So that was for half of the project. When you put that together, that's like 19 something grand when you add two of those together. The reason why I'm saying this is, if you want to be making money like that, this was for a video, by the way, a video campaign. If you want to be shooting campaigns where you're getting paid almost $20,000, the reason I'm using as an example, because I just found this thing sitting on my desk right here, you've got to focus on high ticket, high volume businesses. I could have never charged, like we just said, a small clothing company, a coffee company, somebody who is not moving high ticket sales. So something that's you know over a couple thousand dollars or they're moving lower ticket stuff, but at mass volume. So a great example of this is when I've worked with a couple brands in the outdoor space, their products are only like 50 to $300, but they're, they're moving like hundreds of thousands of them. So what I'm doing for them is worth way more money than if I was, you know, again, helping create content for a coffee shop that's moving a hundred lattes a day at $3. It just, it's so much different. So if you want to raise your pricing and your proposal based pricing, you'll know when you want to raise your pricing because you're like, oh, I'm getting underpaid and I'm starting to realize that everyone around me is getting paid more, or I just simply want more. If you want more money out of what you're doing, just go simply find bigger problems to solve and more money will be tied to that, mm. which is really cool. So that's so good. There's a couple of like things people say though when we talk about Absolutely. this stuff. Absolutely. Someone might be saying, okay, but that sounds all great, but I can't raise them because of where I live or mm. the industry I'm in, the industry mm-hmm. standard, or I can't raise them because of what people or my clients would think or say. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I hear this all the time. I'm from a small town. Christy's not from the biggest place. So that eliminates objection one people saying i can't raise them because of where i live the amount of people we talk to they're like oh i'm from the midwest you just can't charge that in the midwest it's not true like what are you talking about you just got to go find bigger problems to solve you can totally charge that in the midwest okay i can't raise them because what people would say well this this is just a dumb objection Uh, i don't really know how we're going to object to that objection other than saying if you're going to be worried about what people are going to say when you raise your prices because you're solving a bigger problem or you're working with a higher clientele in like in the wedding space who's much more luxurious if you're not going to take on that stuff and charge what you you know could charge for that because of what people would say you're just not going to grow your business. I don't know what to say. Do you have anything that's more empathetic that you could say potentially? <laughs> I would say that you can confront that with if people are like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe what you're charging. You just have to have the mentality of that's okay. Like that's okay if people don't understand. That's okay if people are confused or feel like, oh, I don't even know how she is going to do that. But watch in about a year when you are booking people for that pricing and what that actually does to help the community around you, to help the creatives around you to actually grow. Now, I think the great question and the great mindset to be thinking about is what my clients think. It doesn't matter what random people say, but it does matter what your clients think about your pricing. So I would say this, your clients will reflect your pricing. Always. So especially in the package-based industry, your your clients will reflect your pricing. In both industries, for sure. Yeah. So if you keep your prices lower, 
you attract a lower cost clientele. Most creative businesses are referral-based businesses for, for the most part. So mm-hmm. whatever your pricing is, you'll become the guy or the girl who's known at being the $2,800 wedding photographer. Exactly. And the $10,000 brand filmmaker. Mm-hmm. It, it's just how it's going to work. And if you are sick and tired of showing up at weddings, showing up at jobs, feeling like nobody values you, take a look at your pricing. Are your prices reflecting a low value, low cost mentality? And, and the deeper part of that is take a look at the problems you're solving. Yeah. If you feel like you show up to shoot a wedding or you show up to shoot for a brand and people are like just acting like you're just a fly on the wall, you're probably not solving that big of a problem. Or being clear about the So if you, you want to make more money and not be a fly on the wall, get clearer on how you can solve bigger problems mm-hmm. and then get what those problems are worth. Get yeah. them to pay you what those problems are worth. Again, you're not charging what you're worth. Because you'll never know, like you're a human, you're not worth, like you can't put a number on that. You're charging what? You're priceless. You're priceless. <laughs> you're charging what What you are doing is worth. That's yes. the biggest misconception I yeah. hear people say, well, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm worth. I'm like, well, good luck because you're not going to figure that out very easily. Exactly. You've got to figure out what you're doing, how it's creating impact, and what the impact you're creating is worth. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to figure out what to, what to charge. Exactly. And oftentimes, we actually scare people away with low pricing too. I'll also oh say that. Oh my goodness, 100%. We, so if you've got, let's say, let's say you're someone who's really valuing a your wedding photos and you show up to a bride's website, you're like, or a photographer's website, and you're like, this looks amazing, request a pricing guide, and it's excessively lower than everybody else that you've been looking at, you're going to be completely scared off. So stop scaring your clients away There's, with low pricing yeah, and it's hard start to attracting like start attracting clients who value what you do by raising your pricing and mm-hmm. you'll you'll end up working for people where they value you, you value them and you're compensated in a way that shows that value. It really was a shift. I remember the shift in my business when that started happening and it's after I raised my prices. Mm. It was only after I raised my prices that I started really, really connecting on all fronts with my clients and getting really excited about the weddings that I was shooting. Totally. So well, that's some good stuff. And you, you might be sitting here going, I don't even know what to price myself for this. I'm just so confused. Now we've got a tool for you. We've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. Pricing made simple. We turned the last podcast, a couple of podcasts ago we did called Pricing Made Simple. We turned it into a video format. We shot it in a studio. It's actually really cool. So if you want to go and, and watch that video, it's totally free. Mm-hmm. It's going to teach you how to create a bottom line number and come up with pricing and understand just like the structure of how to price things. Go to www.creativerise.com forward slash pricing made simple. And you can grab that video there, which is cool. And then follow us on Instagram. DM us on Instagram. We're going to be posting more stuff on there. It's really cool to see the community that's rallied on there. And remember, this is a weekly podcast. So every week, we're going to be dropping stuff on you just like this. If you want to hear something specific, reach on out to us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know. Here's the best way to do this. If you don't know what you want to you want to hear, just tell us what your biggest problems are. Yeah. And if we know how to fix them, we'll help you fix them. If we yep. don't, we won't. But yeah. Cool. What a fun podcast. Thanks for being here today, guys. Absolutely. And if you want to leave us a five-star written review, we would love that. And if you add in a joke, I would love to read it on the next podcast yeah. and give you a shout out. Christy wants more jokes in the reviews. I love the jokes. She does the reviews. Perfect. I just totally, I meant she does love the jokes, but I said reviews and I kind of slurred. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for being here, guys. Peace Thanks, out. Thanks, guys. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle, and it should be simple. Peace.